Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. God bless you for being here on Pentecost Sunday. God bless you. We are glad that you are here. What a wonderful day to join a Pentecostal church. From which our name comes, True Vine Pentecostal. I am so glad that you are tuned in here the way we're doing church for now. We're making it work. We're trying to minister through technology. But thank you for joining us on your mobile device, your big screen, your living room, wherever you are, even if you watch this later. And it's not Pentecost Sunday when you hit play. The same power of God and the Spirit of God still plays from that button and those speakers. And so we say welcome, welcome, welcome. God bless you on a beautiful Sunday morning broadcasting live, the broadcasting center worldwide, Old Town Temecula, ministering the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. Let me take you to the book of Acts, chapter 2 and verse 1. This is the Acts of the Apostles. You get into the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, get past the Gospels, and then the actions, one said, of the Apostles. This is where it it got good. And so let me take you here. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1 reads, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as fire, and it set up on each of them. And watch this, okay? And they were all, someone shout all. Come on, high five your spouse, your kids, slap the kids on the back of the head and say, all were filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Woo! What an incredible day to preach this message to you. I want to preach on the subject. Say hello to the future. Say hello to the future. Let me pray for us. Get your minds ready. In the name of Jesus, I pray for every hearer, God, every viewer, every family, every mobile device, God, every avenue to which this message makes it to someone's heart and spirit, that they would open up their mind. And if they've never heard about the baptism of the Holy Ghost, if they never heard about the new birth experience, that a desire and a revelation would come, a hunger from this message, Christ, that you've come to seek and to save the whole world, regardless of language and country and continent, regardless, God, of sins and past sins and current sins. I pray, God, that you would do a work that only you could do. Let the Spirit prevail In the name of Jesus, I pray the prayer upon every hearer. In Jesus' name, if you receive it, shout in your homes, amen, amen. God bless you, God bless you. Thank you. If you're standing at home, you can be seated today. I'm preaching to you about the subject matter, say hello to the future. Most Christians could not imagine having going a year without celebrating the holidays, Christmas and Easter. Those are some of our biggest holidays and celebrations of the church Christmas and Easter. It is understood by all that no Christian calendar is complete 
without the observance of these two events. But what I want to tell you today, there is a third holiday, a third observance, a third sacred event that is just central to our understanding of what it means to belong to the Christian church. This third event is called Pentecost Sunday. Today, May 31st, is Pentecost Sunday. This is the third great day of the Christian calendar, and it's rooted in the story of Acts chapter 2, and it celebrates the day when the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost descended upon the apostles, and they were gathered in the upper room in Jerusalem. A few years ago, we traveled with our church and my family to a tour of the Holy Lands, and I had the distinct privilege and honor, and I was humbled as three generations of my family, my son and my grandson. We stood in the upper room that talked about in the chapter 2 in the book of Acts. And we just reminisced and we pondered. And I read these scriptures in the upper room there in Jerusalem. It was an experience I can't just explain in just a few minutes. But before Pentecost, you see, these men were hiding from the public for fear that what happened to Jesus would happen to them also. Some people mistakenly believe that the observance of Pentecost Sunday was for the members of the early church. I'm here to tell you, my friend, that's simply not true. It is not just for the book of Acts. It's not just for these men that goes back 2,000 years. It's for us today. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Not only is God the same, but the Spirit of God is the same. And if it can save someone 2,000 years ago, it can save someone at the turn of the century, and it can save someone at another turn of the century. I'm preaching to somebody today to tell you, hello to the future, because I've been empowered with the Holy Ghost from the Spirit up on high. And it's not just a story, but it's something that lives inside of apostolic believers, not just me alone, my friend. I was filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost at eight years old. At eight years old, you don't know much. You haven't lived very long. You have not been around the block. But watch me what I tell you today. When I believe what the preacher was saying, if I lift my hands and I repent, then he will fill me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You don't need a Pentecost Sunday, although today is a plus to say, hey, I got baptized with the Spirit on Pentecost Sunday. It is still available today for you and your family. Can someone in your home shout amen? Woo! But the truth of the history of the apostolic church stretches back 2,000 years, 2,000 years ago. Some notable outpourings in the United States I want to bring to your attention. The Cane Ridge Revival in 1801. I lifted out a quote from that revival, and I quote verbatim the quote of the Cane Ridge Revival in 1801. What appeared at the Cane Ridge Revival looks like the events of the awakening in the 1740s and in the revival of the medieval Europe and of the day of Pentecost in the first century church in Jerusalem when people no longer saw through a glass darkly, but they saw God face to face. That is an exact quote from the Cane Ridge Revival in 1801. That has been a few years. I take you now forward a hundred years to Topeka, Kansas in 1901. Again, I lifted the quote right out of history, and it simply says this. Suddenly, I've heard that word before in the book of Acts. Suddenly, a halo appeared and surrounded her face and head. 
And Ozman began to speak in tongues. In recalling that night, Ozman herself asserted that the Holy Spirit, in quotes, fell on me and I began to speak in tongues and glorify God, in quote. 1901, Topeka, Kansas. I was just there yesterday down a few miles from Azusa Street in downtown Los Angeles, just a few ways from us. And I extract another quote from Azusa Street, 1906. And I quote here, a visiting Baptist pastor said, and here's his quote, the Holy Spirit fell on me and filled me literally as if it seemed to fill me up for indeed. I was in the air in an instant, shouting, praise God, and instantly I begin to speak in another language, end quote. That's something that took place in Los Angeles downtown. I've been to Azusa Street many, many times. I've been to the Bonnie Bray House. I've been to a Royal Seiko Park where the revelation of Jesus named baptism, and they went running through the campsite saying, I see it, I see it, I believe it. But I'm talking to you today about the future. When this came on the apostles in the day of Pentecost, it was a future prophetic word that, hey, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. It was prophesied in the Old Testament. It came true in the New Testament. But you got to listen to me if you're watching this morning or later after this broadcast that God is still available for you today. All you have to do is repent. God, I'm sorry. I didn't realize it. I got a revelation. Somebody spoke a prophetic word into my life. I was streaming a live service and I want that Holy Ghost, that Cane Ridge revival experience, that Topeka, Kansas experience, that Azusa Street experience. Hey, my friend, we're broadcasting live from Old Town Temecula and it's true in Old Town Temecula and wherever you are watching this broadcast it is available for you hallelujah shout amen where you're watching it from today Woo! i feel the holy ghost and the anointing of god in this house and we thank god pentecost marks the birthday of the christian church the day when peter preached and in a response to the sermon that was also harvest of three thousand souls that were converted let me just tell you if you're new to this his spirit is still being poured out. It's a prophetic word. It's continually being poured out. And you can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost even as you are streaming this message today because it's a condition of the heart. I wish you were here with me in the building. I wish you could feel the spiritual synergy. But with situations right now, we can't have you all here. And maybe you don't even live in the United States. Maybe you don't even live in this part of the world. But you are watching somewhere on a digital platform. I'm telling you, my friend, all you got to do is lift your voice with a sincere heart and say, God, I want you to fill me with the Holy Ghost. I repent of my sins, God. I'm a sinner. I'm I want to come clean with you. I want a brand new life. I want something that's different. And then you can say hello to the future this day in your own living room. Praise God. That is true. <laughs> Woo! And so Peter, who 53 days earlier had said about Jesus, I never knew him. This is the same Peter who had nothing to say about Jesus when someone asked him directly if he was one of the followers of Jesus. And Jesus recounted and rebuttaled that comment, that accusation. But you see, this is what I know, that Peter did not simply change his mind. Peter himself was changed. 
It's the power of the Spirit. And maybe you have vices and shackles and habits and hidden sins that you can't break free from. And maybe you're a backslider. What does that mean in our language? That you once knew God and you drifted away from God back out to sea for various reasons. I don't care about the reasons. What I care about is that you're tuning into God this morning and say, God, give me a brand new chance. I'm sorry. I got, I did this. I drifted out. I have these scars. I have these memories I got to deal with. And I'm asking God. God through the blood of Calvary to wash your memory and to wash your past and to wash your future and fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and you will speak with new tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. Hallelujah. Someone shout amen in your home. Praise God. Praise God. And so Peter himself was changed. Something happened to Peter and the other 10 apostles as well. And it set them on fire for Jesus Christ. To such a degree that it was said about them in Acts chapter 17 and verse 6. Here are those who are turning the world upside down. You see, when you get God's spirit inside of you, and when the day of Pentecost is not just a story, but it becomes a personal experience, you have the power to set the world on fire. Maybe you say, I don't care about the world, my friend. Well, you set your life on fire, your home on fire, your marriage on fire, your relationships on fire. And there's something about fire. It purifies things when the heat is present. It's the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And they, these men were part of what God was doing and what happened to them The needs to happen to everybody who calls him or herself a disciple of Jesus Christ is what Pentecost is all about. The baptism of the Spirit. He baptized them with fire. And Pentecost Sunday is the day that we remember when and how that anointing took place. While they huddled in a room in Jerusalem, behind locked doors and shuttered windows, the Bible says in Acts chapter 2 that they heard the sound of a rushing wind. Something blew into that little room that I stood in a couple of years ago in Jerusalem, and it was little. It was an upper room, but it came in, the Bible says, as of a rushing mighty wind. What appeared to be tongues as fire seems to settle on their heads of each person, and the Bible says that they begin to speak in tongues. I've given you some history about the Cane Ridge Revival. I've given you some backstory about Topeka, Kansas. I've given you some information about Azusa Street. My friend, that in itself proves to you and I that it did not become extinct in the book of Acts when the apostles died or when Jesus died. My friend, it's quite the opposite. You see, Jesus died and then he rose again and he sent back the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. And we celebrate Pentecost. We are true vine Pentecostal. It's the power that enables to walk after the spirit and stay right and holy in an ungodly world. It's the hope that we're preaching to you this morning that you too can have the spirit of God living inside of you. Hallelujah. You see, God made Adam from the dust, Genesis 2, 7. Although God had a body of Abraham, nothing happened without body until God breathed his spirit into the nostrils of Adam, and then he became a living soul. God takes the body, and he breathes a rushing wind. And as soon as God breathed into his nostrils, Adam became a living soul. It was the breath of God that brought him to life. 
There's the story in Ezekiel 37 about the dry bones in the valley. Although Ezekiel spoke to the bones, they came together to form a body. The body could not move until the Spirit of God blew over those bones. There's history. There's documentation. There's proof that when the Spirit of God blows in, that situations are changed. Adam became a creature, a human. Humanity was born after the breath of God. Ezekiel on the dry bones, and the bones begin to make themselves together. But it was when God blew into that valley that those bones became living human beings. The same thing is true with the church and every Christian. We must allow the Holy Spirit to blow in us and to fill us and to equip us. And if you need more information on the screen there, I want you to text the word Pentecost to that number. We want to lead you deeper into this. I don't have time to unpack it completely, but if you're not sure, if you have questions, I prevail you today and I plead with you today to text the word Pentecost to the number on your screen and let us connect you with a church in your area. Let us teach you through Bible studies. Let us teach you through technology. Let us teach you through Zoom. Let us step into your life. If you are genuinely hungry for a move of God, either today or that text message that you send, I can assure you this one thing, that God will fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost and God will breathe on you the breath and the power of the Holy Spirit and you can break away from sin. You can break away from shackles. You can break away from pain. You can break... Hello, somebody. Woo! It's the power of God I'm preaching about today. I'm not just hip giving a pep rally today, but it is Pentecost Sunday, and we celebrate that as apostolic Pentecostals. So again, on your screen there, just text Pentecost, and let us lead you with more information. Maybe you're watching, and Pentecost Sunday has already passed, and you're watching this in August. My friend, text Pentecost to that number. And we will connect you somewhere worldwide. We will connect you with a Bible study. We will do a Zoom lesson. We will do FaceTime with you. We will do whatever it takes to bring the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, not a story, not an external Jesus Christ, but an internal Jesus Christ. You can say, I not only heard of him, I know him from the inside out. And he changed my marriage, and he put my health back together, and he gave me a good job, and he gave me wonderful children, and he put my feet on a solid rock, and I'm a happy, wonderful person because God is living inside of me now, teaching me how to do what's right. That's the power of Pentecost. And so we need the power of Pentecost. Joel 2.28 in the Old Testament, God will pour out his spirit, a prophetic word from the prophet Joel. Upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Even upon men servants and maid servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit, Joel 2 and 28. God is looking for somebody to re-pour Maybe what we would call in our terms a refilling. Maybe you got cold. Maybe you got disenchanted. Maybe somebody did you wrong and you said, hey, I once had the Holy Ghost. I know what this preacher's talking about, but it's not fluid. It's not active. It's not powerful in my life. The batteries are dead. Well, I'm telling you, my friend, I'm preaching a message to you that can recharge that Holy Ghost and it can come alive again like those bones in Ezekiel 37. And when God blows back into your life, although you may feel like a wretched sinner and you may feel like you have scars and shackles, you may feel like you have wasted your life. When God blows back into your life, then you become a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. 
Jesus and old things are passed away and things become new because it's the breath of God we call the Holy Spirit of God. Praise God, praise God. So hello to the future. The future of what? The future of your life. You see, because on the day of Pentecost, the future was being forecasted. We're 2,000 years past it. And we are way into the future from the day of Pentecost. And the power of the Holy Ghost, it's the power that lives inside of us. The power is in the Holy Ghost. The gifts are in the Spirit. The gifts of healing, the gifts of the miracle, every miracle, every blessing comes through the power of the Holy Ghost. I want you to notice something here. That when the Holy Spirit of the Holy Ghost comes upon you, there will be a change in your life. You will come in contact with the Spirit of God. And if you're not familiar with it, it can kind of sound a little spooky. We say Holy Ghost. Let me break it down for you for just a moment. We say holy because it's of the divine nature of God. And a ghost is the spirit of a departed one. So when you take the divine nature of God and he departed at Calvary, we know that, the man Christ Jesus. The ghost, the spirit. And now he comes back with the comforter in John chapter 14. What he says this, watch me now. He says, I'll not leave you comfortless, for I will come again. And I will dwell in you. And he will bring power. Because it's the infilling of the Holy Ghost. It's the infilling of the Spirit of God. And God is looking for someone to feel today. God is looking for someone to refill today. It's for whosoever will. You see, I didn't read this in my opening text, but in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, the preceding verses in 37 and 36, they're asking Peter, hey, what do we got to do here? What's going on? In verse 37, it says this, Men and brethren, what must we do, watch me now, to be saved? Verse 38 picks up immediately, and I quote, Then Peter said unto them, Unto who? Those that are asking the question of verse 37. Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. Hey, hey, here it is. And you shall. Receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You shall receive the Spirit. What do I got to do? I got to repent. I've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus. The only way people were baptized in the Bible were in the name of Jesus. Find all the examples. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I can help you. People were only baptized in the book of Acts. But search the whole Bible. Don't take my Genesis, Revelation. Do a word search. And you'll see that they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So when he says repent, repentance is simply, God, I'm sorry. I didn't know this. I never heard this. Maybe you're repenting. I drifted from you. I once knew the power. I once was a saint. I once sang in the choir. Watch me. 
I once preached to God's people. But life swept me out to sea. And I need a fresh anointing. Feel me, Lord. It's simply repenting. And when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon us, we begin to fulfill the purpose of the church. Simply put, it's the new birth. You are born again and become a new creature in Christ Jesus. I love Paul's writing in 1 Corinthians, I believe 5.17. He says, You're a, the old things are passed away. What old things? My life, my attitude, my spirit, my sins, my shackles, my vices, my motives. Those are all passed away. Why? Because it's the power of the blood of Calvary. You see, there was Calvary. There was a resurrection. And there was an outpouring of the Spirit. Those sequence of events change the future of people. And maybe your future starts right here. Maybe your crossroads, your intersection, starts from the time that you listen to this message. Here's what I like about the Spirit of God. There's no expiration date. So if you're not watching this on Pentecost Sunday, May the 31st, 2020, the Word of God is still powerful. It's not quarantined to dates. You know what it does? It lends an ear to the sincerity of a heart. Lord, I'm sorry. I want this Holy Ghost, this Holy Spirit. I want to speak with new tongues. I want the blood of Calvary to wash me clean and to anoint me. In Acts chapter 2, they begin to speak in verse 15. This is kind of funny because when you get the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit, it's exciting. And I'm reading from the scripture now in Acts 2.15. For these are not drunk as ye suppose. What? They are inebriated under the Spirit. I say, well, that sounds kind of crazy. I gave you three historical events that they basically quoted the same thing. One quotation says, I was literally lifted in the air. Now, maybe he felt like that or he was. But here's my point. The Holy Spirit of God changes you. It changes your direction. Let me read on. For they're not drunk as ye suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. And so I want to end this morning. If you are able, wherever you're watching this, to stand with me. In the privacy of your room one day, Maybe you're streaming on a mobile device in a park. Maybe you're just re-watching on your computer in your kitchen. At this point of my message, I'm going to ask you to stand. I don't want you to be distracted. I'm going to pray for you to receive the Holy Spirit. I've given you 1801 Cane Ridge Revival, 1901 Topeka, Kansas, 1906. Los Angeles, California, Azusa Street. Those are real accounts many years after the day of Pentecost. Why are you telling me that, sir? Because I'm telling you it didn't go out in the book of Acts of the Apostles. That's my point I'm telling you. 
And even if you weren't sure about these three historical events, you could Google them. I lifted the phraseology right out of the internet. But I want you to tell you that I've also received the infilling of the Spirit of God. Eight years old, Vista, California, a few miles south of me. God filled me with His Spirit. I was only eight years old. I didn't know anything. The only thing I knew at eight years old was I hated school. Second grade. It got better. So it got better. So it's okay. That's all I knew. I didn't even know I needed the Holy Ghost. And I didn't even know I wanted the Holy Ghost until my mother told me that day that, yes, go up there. I have a choice? No. Okay. I'm eight years old, right? I don't know nothing. And when you're eight years old, you obey your mom because she's bigger than you and stronger than you. So you go up there, me, and in just a few moments, I repented of my sins and I begin to speak with a language that God has flown through me. Now watch me now. I don't want this to be spooky because I want to help you. I could hear myself. I can hear myself speaking English right now with my ears. I heard myself saying words that I didn't understand just like history, just like the Word of God. I begin to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. Let me help you here now, okay? If God fills you with the Spirit, and He will, you're not going to speak a language you know because that's not supernatural. You all know I've been working on my Spanish, and I'm getting better, and I'm actually, I impress myself occasionally. I used to depress myself occasionally, but now I impress myself. So if I'm praying for God, gracias Dios, gracias por tu espíritu, tu santo, gracias por tu bendecinos con mi familia, con iglesia, en este ciudad, gracias por todo en nombre de... I didn't just speak in tongues because I learned that. But if it's an unknown tongue to the believer, to me, you understand what I'm saying? I'm just telling you, that's how you know you got the Holy Ghost. Because you spoke in tongues as the Spirit, capital S, gave the utterance. See, my spirit gave the utterance in Spanish. My spirit's given the utterance in English. But God's saying, no, I'm going to flow through you, and this is how I'm going to show you, and this is how you will know. It's a sign to the believer. So I want to pray for us right now. If you'll just get your mind on Jesus, close your eyes for me. I want you to lift your hands, and if you need a refilling of the Holy Ghost, if you need a fresh anointing, if you need the Holy Spirit for the first time, you said, man, this, I, I've never heard this. i got to research it. i got to figure this out. No, just, you can do that. But come on, while I'm preaching and the, the Spirit of God is in this house and moving through the Internet and through technology, come on, you research it later. But if you speak with new tongues, you won't have to research it because it already happened to you. I want you to raise your hands. I'm going to pray an anointed prayer. Our praise team is going to lead us into a time of worship. I want you just to keep praying. And as you seek the Holy Ghost, you say, God, I love you. you. You say some things that would be of adoration to God. Lord, I love you. I'm a sinner. I want the Spirit. I want a deeper walk with you. I want a closer, intimate relationship with you. I want the power to walk away from drugs. I want the power to walk away from an alternative lifestyle. I want the power to walk away from vices. I want the power to reconcile with my spouse. I want the power to reconcile with my... What, you just begin to tell God what you need God to do, 
as soon as I finish my prayer. And then I want you just to praise him. And then I want you to transition into singing with this praise team. The words will go on the screen. And I want you to stay in the spirit and that mode and that atmosphere as long as you can. And let's see if we can't receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Come on, close your eyes, lift your hands. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray an anointed prophetic prayer from your word, God. That I'm not just preaching on deaf ears on an internet, God, that no one watches or cares about. But the prophetic, profound word of God, the gospel, the new birth experience, God, is radiating from Old Town Temecula on this platform today on Pentecost Sunday. God, and it's finding people that are lifting their hands. It's looking for Haromo Hasatai. It's looking for people that are sincerely hungry for God, a change of heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit, God, that your angels and your spirit would descend upon every home, every place, every break room, every mobile device, God, and you will begin to change people around the world as they begin to lean into the power of the Spirit of God. In the name of Jesus, let the Spirit of God flow through us. God, speak through us with new tongues. Speak through us with a heavenly language. Come on, begin to praise God. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you and God bless.